From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. There are acts that flame dramatically into existence, generate a lot of heat, and then fizzle out again as the musicians that made them up drift off to other projects, even away from making music entirely. But a look at the long-lived career of singer-songwriter Peter Breinholt is a study in the kind of career that can sustain over many years not just a living, but a life. Beginning as the guy who brought his guitar to parties to play cover tunes and slipping in an original here and there, Peter began making cassette tapes of the songs. There's a clue to when he started. Songs his friends liked to hear him play, an activity that became the bedrock on which he built the recording of other albums, then the regular selling out of venues, performances at the 2002 Olympics, guest spot with the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, and more. He even won the 2016 prestigious Utah Governor's Mansion Award for the Arts. One brick at a time, Peter Breinholt has built one of the longest-standing, most successful music careers in the region. He's done it without ever signing a contract with a record label, without ever raising concert ticket prizes from a shockingly rational $10. It's all made Peter one of the most reliably beloved performers in living memory for his large family of enthusiastic fans, folks who love Peter Breinhold concerts in college, now bringing their kids to Peter's show. And today on Highway 89, we're happy to have Peter and a small army of supporting players here in the studio to play old favorites and introduce us to some new tunes as well. We're looking forward to a great hour of music and conversation. Let's start off with a song from the 2006 album All the Color Green, Here's Peter Breinholt and the rest with For Becca in England. Take care of the day There is a plane that leaves for England And if you go now, you'll be with them More than half a world away if you pass by there is a street in new york city and there is a sign that hangs there swinging welcome your lonely to this place statues that stand in the middle of time you saw something moving you're turning around what's wrong There's not a shadow about you. There's not a cloud in the air. So where are you now? There is a field that left you smitten. What's that old Mary would have written about the blue, red, and white? to make your way back home and you start to feel a bit alone cause it's morning back home now I saw the chapels at Manchester blow away and outside your window it's passing so don't be shy let everyone know that you love 
all of them know that we're That's for Becca in England. We're live here in Studio 6. This is Highway 89. Peter Brian Holt, you started off as a kid in Pennsylvania, a life that looked in some ways like the life of every kid in America. But you've talked about experiences with music as a kid that helped define you. And I want to go back to a few of those early moments, even arguing about the merits of various artists, like on the playground. How old were you? Second grade, I got in an <laughs> argument with the kid on the playground. It was, <laughs> it was at the height, not the height, it was 1975, Elton John was the hit machine, and mm -hmm. some kid had the nerve to say that Elton John was better than the Beatles. And, and, then, and, then, and then a few years later, a neighbor could said his mom, my mom told me the ABBA has sold more albums than the Beatles, and I just would have none of it. <laughs> <laughs> Stand them fighting words. Yeah. <laughs> How about uh, the Beach Boys song that first hit you? Yeah, so um, God Only Knows, which I still, I, I just still think it's maybe the most beautiful song ever, and particularly the last sixty seconds of the song. And I don't, I don't remember the D. I remember my older, my my older brother, one of my older brothers, um, was into the Beach Boys. I was in the Beatles, and somehow one of his records must have been playing in the next room, and I was probably seven. Mm -hmm. um, and during that last round where they're where they're singing God only knows over and over again, I don't know. I just I just remember that was one it was one of my earliest memories of just being really moved. And um, you know I I don't even remember any anything else about it except for years later when I heard it again, it was like a thrust back in time and in mm -hmm. that bedroom again, just having this moment. So. You're pretty young to feel very strongly about particular pieces and, and pick and choose artists like that. I don't know that most kids do that. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> they'll do it with sports teams. And I and I, I we were in Philadelphia and we had plenty of sports. But for my thing was my thing was I, I started a record collection by that point, second grade. I had uh, I was getting them for Christmas. I had a record collection. So yeah, uh, I don't know. It grabbed hold young for me. Well, your dad was a college professor. In fact, he had a young Donald Trump as one of his business students at one time. Your brother Jeff works in counterterrorism, so we're looking for the musical gene here. <laughs> was this a like a stray thing that popped up? Well, there is a uh, my there's a, there's a you, you know the birth order book you know that theory uh -huh. about yeah. birth order. There are some that say I'm a four, I'm the fourth out of five, and the the fourth one of the characteristics is they they fill the gap that nobody has filled yet that's <laughs> left there. And so there wasn't a lot of music, although my dad, uh, while he was uh, doing an undergraduate, uh, his undergraduate work at the, uh, the U, 
University of Utah, he had a little folk kind of Kingston Trio band with um, some oh, friends. Oh, that counts. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and so by the time I came along, he had, I didn't see that much because he was, you know, raising kids and being a professor. But I remember once in a while, out would come the guitar and he had some songs he'd written. So, yeah, there definitely, I, there's definitely a, a thread there for my dad. But once you decided this is my thing, was everybody pretty supportive or were they mystified? Uh, I was I was surprised because by this point my dad was teaching business at the University of Utah and I, I I guess I projected onto him that if you're you know the son of a business professor you you either become an academic or you or go into business or whatever and he was he was the most supportive of anybody he he was really apparently my mom tells me later was was very uh, got emotional when he heard my first album. Um, for the first time, which was the next morning. We recorded it uh, in Salt Lake, a studio. Anyway, he he got fully behind it, started coming up with ideas on how to uh, get shows Go and dad. market. No, he's wonderful. He's wonderful. And I, I don't know if I would have, without that, had the nerve to, had the courage to mm. go out and do it. Well, we'll talk more, but let's hear some music. Uh, introduce for us Sweetly Sleeps. That's from Deep Summer. And also pictures. I'm excited to hear a new tune here. Yeah. Tell me about these two. Sweetly Sleeps, uh, that's from our third album. And um, th- this has just become, it was about my, my, my wife. I, I was pregnant and I was writing songs. We ended up having, she had our first child and I had my third album within three weeks of each other. We, we, <laughs> we both gave birth in a way. <laughs> And this song was uh, kind of me, I think, wondering what this little kid was going to look like. So I, we named it Sweetly Sleeps. It's become a pretty steady song for us live. Mm. I mean, so, And pictures, the new one. Pictures, well, we, we've been, uh, three of us have been uh, getting together frequently, and I've started to come up with a demo a day is my goal. I'm going to demo a song a day, a new song. And... Pictures was one of the early ones that came out of this. It was actually a bridge and a song I wrote and gave away as a, as a fundraising thing. Um, so Pictures, um, well, you remember from our last interview, I, I, sometimes I don't know what to say about a song until it's about two years old. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say about Pictures, except everybody here is going to play on it, and we're excited about Good. it. Good. Let's just say that it's new and that uh, we get to be among the first to hear it. So first, Sweetly Sleeps, this is, as I mentioned, from Deep Summer, 1999 album, and then we'll follow that with pictures. One, two, three, four. Out beyond the evening falling, there's a boy tonight. When he's cold and weary, he'll close his little eyes And dream of two and dream of three And dream of life upon some sea And sweetly sleeps that little boy When I can't sleep sometimes I can lay there and stare up at the wall Think about it all if I can hold on to and hold on to 
darkest hour of the night comes just before the dawn. So turn your sad steps slowly homeward, the day is almost gone. Keep your eye upon some cloud and see the stars come burning down so you can see this time around. You can talk out loud, you can fall down and laugh upon the floor. And I will laugh along if I can hold on to and hold on to our love. If I can hold on to and hold on to our love. Comes a time you're scared. Say a little prayer, see the candle smoke up in the air, see the world for free, this little family, now my one and one and one makes three.
tunes from Peter Breinholt and the rest of the great musicians in studio today. We're coming to you live, always live, on Highway 89, Sweetly Sleeps, followed by pictures. Pete, you've got a whole room full of really great players here, eight musicians counting yourself, and uh, we're pretty much filling every space here. Take a minute, just introduce us to the folks in the band. Do the whole thing. We're going to do everybody. The whole band. Okay, I'll go clockwise here. <laughs> we've got Brian Hardy playing piano. He's been in multiple times, I think, with Lower Lights and other groups. Also, uh, in a similar position is Pat Campbell playing a couple of drums, two floor toms and a cajon. Craig Miner is playing guitar uh, and bouzouki. And then Mike Enzyme on bass, and he's, uh, he's, he's been at this with us as well. And then on strings, uh, we on the viola, we have Rebecca Salsley, who's also joined us uh, here before, Ashley Watabi, on the violin, and then on cello, first time here, I believe, is Ariel Hopner on the, on the cello, who also happens to be my 15-year-old cello teacher. Very Private nice. Cello well, teacher. it sounds great. Two drums and a cajon, wasn't that a movie? 
anyway, it should be. It should be. <laughs> it's exciting for us to get to hear some new tunes. And of course, I went back and listened to some of the old ones, preparing and, and, and just remembering. But, you know, some of these are, are new enough that I couldn't find them anywhere, floating around on the Internet or YouTube or anywhere. So I, I want to ask, when you've had a song that you've written that's just really popular, does that affect you in any way when you go to write something new? Are you thinking, oh, it's got to be as good as that? Or, or is that not even part of the equation? It is for me because in the beginning, every song I wrote was just a new experiment. I didn't know what people would think of them, and I didn't really care at that point. I was just trying stuff out. And that's just that's tremendously liberating yeah. as, a, as, a, as a songwriter because you're trying all sorts of genres, all sorts of methods to write. And then once you, you know, in my case, once the first album came out and all of a sudden, oh, we love Jerusalem, we love You Are Flowers, those are the hits, we love What About, I found myself, maybe not immediately, but over time, comparing all of my new songs to these old songs. Oh, this is, you know, this is good, I like it, but it's not as good as this old song. So I've had to work through that. It's probably not uncommon for, for writers to do I that. I don't think so, I don't think so. <laughs> We're excited that we do get to hear a lot of new ones, and we're going to include a new one in this next pair of pieces. We're going to start with one. Tell me about We Among Believers. We Among Believers also come out of this little songwriting uh, exercise we've been doing. There was, a, there was a story in the news during the presidential election of one of the candidates going to speak at a church and immediately went into campaign mode, and the, the, uh, the pastor just stopped it and said, we're not doing that. This is a house of prayer. I, I can't remember all the details, but uh, I, I I remember in, I didn't set set out to write a song about that. But as I was writing this song, that was the image I kept thinking of. You know, there's a line that says, um, you know, in this house where we come to breathe, uh, don't bring that in here. And so I'm still working out the full story on this song, but uh, we're performing it. It's hey, done. A year or two now, we'll get the full <laughs> yeah. scoop on this. We're going to hear brand new music from Peter Breinholt, We Among Believers, and then we'll follow up that up with a piece from All the Color Green, that album called You Are Home. steady hand and a feather run there's just a few of us in here and when the wind comes in you better hide hold your children tight as they close their eyes it's invisible but it rattles you inside and here's what we believe in this house where we come to breathe please don't bring that stuff in here anywhere the wind blows anywhere the wind blows anywhere the wind blows i'll go and so it's back to me like lightning in the trees 
and everything falls down on me. There's a hand and a feather run There's just a few of us in here And when the band shows up And the anthem plays And they push inside But no one sings You're invisible But you're trembling down inside La 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 
Among Believers, brand new music from Peter Breinholt. You heard it here first, but go hear it in concert too. And You Are Home. I had to stop listening halfway through that one. I was not going to be able to talk. That one gives me a lump <laughs> in my throat. It just relates to too many things that I love so much. You said once, and I'm quoting you here, we know the internet's never wrong. <laughs> Somehow we've been able to find a balance between having normal lives and playing the same venues that Tracy Chapman plays when she comes through. One of the things that has characterized your work is in the midst of having this music career and success there, you do insist on having a normal life. How do you do that or what does that even mean to you? I remember kind of early on when the first album came out, a lot happened quickly. And it was mild. I mean, we, we were in a small pond, but it was, you know, it, it was new to us to have a lot of people show up at shows, people starting to recognize me and, and, and ask me about songs. It was songs. the biggest selling independent album ever to that point in the state. Yeah, yeah. And it was, I mean, I hear stories of people on, on the national or international level who have to cope with this. For us, it was just, it was us doing it locally. But it was enough of a taste that I just almost immediately started feeling a sort of conflict. Like, I like my quiet life. I want to be able to <laughs> go on hikes at Mill Creek Canyon and just have downtime. And anyway, I just started to, to wonder, is there a way to do what I love but not be on the road 200 nights a year and everything that comes with that? And so we just kind of made it up day to day and kept thinking, well, we'll just keep going when this runs its course. We'll get, we'll get jobs. And here we are 20, here you are four years later. No job yet. <laughs> no prospects. <laughs> no. Well, come sing us a song, and this is one where you're going to play the piano for us. So we'll let you head over. And Tell it, us about Little Bird. Little Bird actually is, is actually this same story. I don't know if you meant to do that, but as my children started coming along. We kind along, of thought about okay, things a little okay. bit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I wrote, uh, this is my fourth album, and I just uh, had, had two sons at the time and uh, a, a little, little girl. And one night I was uh, writing, kind of thinking about how this is going fast. I'm going to turn around and these kids will be gone. And I just put it into a song. Very so. good. So we'll continue this same conversation. It's now in a song, though. Here's Peter Breinhold at the piano for Little Bird. Mm -hmm. 
Go now, band is on the run. But you're my little one, waiting in the wings. And so I whisper in your ear, let's get away from here when the show is done. Cause I can see you fly away without me now. Steady, cause that day will come. And so, my little bird, get along. You're the heart of my songs. And when it rains so hard, let it open up the sky so you can climb all the trees and tell the world what you see. Cause you can see so far. Listen, all the very young You turn around and they're gone It seems so suddenly And kindred hearts will never age The singer on this stage Is wanting to go home I can see you fly away Without me now but I'll follow all the things you've done. But you know for now, there's a scene that keeps bothering me where you're asleep at night and it's quiet and it's right and then you're grown and you're gone like a bird from my arms and then I wake and see that you're still there fast asleep and so my bird get along you're the heart of these songs and when it rains so hard let it open up the sky so you can climb all the trees and tell the world what you see because you can see so far now that's a ways off it's like the summer is on the run. It's like the fall keeps coming on. But we're not there yet. Cause you're fast asleep. Ooh. This is Highway 89, Peter Breinholt and company coming to you live from Studio 6. Peter, I love the string arrangements today. Are these all yours? Do you do these? Yeah, yeah. I figured out how to do them over many well years. Well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> I read that when you were kind of defining your style, you felt strongly you wanted to write the kind of music that you would like to hear. And maybe that seems a little like a glib way of saying you just wanted to make music worth hearing. But I think there's more to it. Especially, I think, on the lyrics side. Talk to me about your music writing philosophy and how you come at lyrics. I never considered myself a lyricist. I wasn't even a big reader growing up, but I, but I was, I was, you know, I was listening to tons of music, and a lot of a lot of my influence, a lot of people I grew up listening to, 
were people like Bob Dylan and you know Paul Simon, these guys who had a way with words. So I got it, even though I wasn't conscious of it. I was getting, you know, I was getting great stuff through through them. And so as I started writing songs, I just remember thinking, well, I yeah, I'm not like uh, you hear these country singers are like I, I, I or, or or lots of songwriters say I had this experience and I sat down I and I and I wrote it and. What I found works for me is that I come up with the music often first, and then I'm just trying to piece together single lines that aren't terrible, and <laughs> and then they start to cut it, sort that's of. That's a mighty high standard. Yeah, that's how I start, <laughs> but they start to connect and they start to kind of create patterns, and mm. from that, oftentimes the song tells me what it where it wants to go and what it wants to say. That's pretty exciting. Actually, as a listener, and you seem totally okay with a little bit of cryptic meaning. Yeah, yeah. I had a kid come up to me once in Rexburg, Idaho. He said, he said that song, River Song, it's about my dad, isn't it? <laughs> I'm like, sure. <laughs> That's great, though, that it can be. Yeah. If he wants it to be. We've been pairing the new tunes and the old tunes several places here. We're going to do that again. Tell me about A Little Spot of Ground and then this new one with the interesting title of Jens Peter Larsen. <laughs> yeah, A Little Spot of Ground is actually it's from the All the Color Green album. And talk about writing style. We were, we were done with the album. And then I had that moment. This happened on lots of albums. We need one more song. And so I, I wrote this, and we had a performance at the University of Utah. This was our final day at the studio. Did the performance, and then I remember Mike here on, on bass, and we drove down, and I was writing lyrics in the car, and I'd read them to Mike. And he's like, oh, I don't like that, or I do like that. I just picture a couple in Scotland uh, moving, going on a journey. And, um, and then Jens Peter Larson is actually similar. It's interesting you paired those two together. This is a new one. Clive Romney asked me to write a song about my great-great-grandfather who left Denmark, mm. settled in Ephraim, was a brick mason, and would walk every day from Ephraim to Manti. Not every day, every week. Would sleep there, and then at the end of the week would walk home where his family was, had like 10 children. So that walk, Clive asked me to write the song, and I, I pictured these walks. Mm. And that's what the song's about, this guy walking pair of songs now, A Little Spot of Ground, and then a brand new one, Jens Peter Larson. One, two, three. And so let up, cause we're born and broken in a half-forgotten land. We took the road together throughout the summer, but it ain't like being home. Where there's a field of heather and fairer weather And a family now of three It's just one way of two I'm finding you in this old forgotten town So saying, Teresa, come on out to greet her You're another good thing, come our way We can always stay here, take a day to wait and find yourself a little spot of ground.
with your arms wide open there's a little place for two there's just a few things wandering but you're still standing and you found your peace of mind so little Liza come on up beside us you're another good thing come our way we can always stay there take a day to wait and find yourself a little spot of ground I'm coming home from a week of sleeping far away from the ones that I love. The weather's fair, so I'm walking there seven miles. I'm singing sweet hour of prayer to myself. and grief my soul has often found relief cause that's where I lay the stones that carry me home and take me back to the people I know while I work and build this house on a hill it keeps me moving with miles and miles to go She married me, as you know. And then we found a spot of ground and built a home in the beautiful south that she loved. me seek his face, believe his words and trust his grace. Cause that's where I lay the stones that carry me home, take me back to the people I know while I work and build this house on a hill. It keeps me moving with miles and miles to go.
A Little Spot of Ground, followed by a brand new song, Jens Peter Larson. We're listening to Pete Breinholt and the band here in Studio 6. This is Highway 89, always live. Bring that instrument on over here, Pete. Uh, we're going to talk really briefly because we're going to squeeze one extra song out of you, this uh, red, blue, and gray. Plus, your ukulele was looking lonely there. <laughs> it, it needs to be played for this yes. one, right? <laughs> yes. You know, for years, young artists have come to you and said, uh, how do I have a career like yours? I want to do what you do. What do you tell people? It's one of the hardest questions I get because in my case... It just happened, and people, I remember for years, people would come up and say, well, what was your, you know, how'd you do it? What was mm. your business strategy? What was your technique? And, and I just, I couldn't think of anything. It literally, I, I wrote the songs, and I felt like we, we put it on a, a tape and then an album, and it got legs. I often don't know what to say, especially since 1993, the whole industry's changed about three times. And so, but what I do say is you never know until you try. And the best thing you can do is write the songs and get in front of people and then see what happens. The older I've gotten, the more I've realized, even if it's just an outlet, a creative outlet, it's, you love the process, not, not necessarily the end game or standing in front of thousands of people. If you love the process, to be able to do it will affect your life positively in every area. And so that's what I, that's how I feel. We've had our ups and downs. We've had our big shows and our no shows. And I, 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 that's how I feel. I, you know, I, I love the process. No that's, a ni- that's a nice ending on this. Let's hear these tunes. First, we're going to hear a cover tune called Red, Blue, and Gray. And then we're going to end with Drive This Road. People seem so obsessed with the morning Get up early just to watch the sunrise Some people like it when there's fire in the sky Worship the sun when it's high Some people go for those sultry evenings Sipping cocktails in the blue, red, and green moment has its special charm. It's alright when you're around, rain or you shine. I knew a crowd only lived after midnight. Their faces always seem so pale. And then the friends of mine who say they must have sunlight. They say a suntan never fails. I know a man who the night shift he was lucky to get a job with some pain but I like every minute of the day so I dig every second I can laugh at the snow and the rain I get a buzz from being cold and wet 
Pleasure seems to balance out the pain And so you see that I'm completely crazy I even shun the south of France The people on the hill Well they say I'm lazy But when they sleep I sing and dance Some people go for those sultry evenings Cocktails in the blue, red and green But I like every minute of the day I like every minute of the day about the time she turned away keeping all the things I knew that she could say inside and that's about the time I fell apart and how I ever could get by without her peace of heart and so I sit here looking down that way it's getting cold around here day by day. I've been driving this road and I might drive all night. I've been talking out loud cause everything is quiet. And I still remember fighting everything in sight. Huddle up the wind blows and now I think we're losing light. And they say it's getting cold out there tonight. Ooh. 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 Well, I could see a million stars last night. I could see a thousand travelers fading out of sight Suddenly I'm thinking about my home And every reason that I have to feel alone So I sit here looking down that way So familiar I could find my way I've been driving this road and I might drive all night And I've been talking out loud cause everything is quiet And I still remember fighting everything in sight Huddle up the wind blows and now I think we're losing light and they say it's getting cold out there tonight. Now I can see her fly like a lullaby. There's no one there beside her. On this holy 
this road. I've been driving this road. I might drive all night. I wish we could just sit here all night and keep playing, but that has, uh, we've squeezed one extra song, but uh, some great, great music. We also heard Red, Blue, and Gray before that. What a pleasure to have Peter Breinholt and the band in the studio today sharing music from across the catalog of one of the region's most successful musical acts. Peter's been making music for an entire generation of fans, new fans discovering him through recordings and ample concert schedule, and at peterbreinholt.com. We're happy and grateful that all of you musicians came, joined us today. If you just caught part of the show, you'd like to hear the beginning, you want to listen again or share it with a friend, you can do that. All of our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org slash highway89. Follow us on Twitter at BYUH89 for live show updates and special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our student assistants are Abby Vance and Victoria Hardy. And the show's producer is Sam Payne. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening. <laughs>